0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B, and we are fired up. Our boy Murray Paff joins the podcast today. He's one of those guys that's kind of got an eye, an ear, a pulse on, you know, just crazy, cool styling, what's coming around the corner, what's the new trend, and, you know, just sort of fun stuff. He's always at the shows, and I think... You know, is a wealth of knowledge on where trends tend to be shaping up and how things are going. It's always exciting when we're speaking with Murph. Oh man, Murray's
1: great. He's you know, he's the guy at at Path Designs. Uh so that that is his forte is is design and you know, and a lot of us don't think we're into design when it comes to cars, you know. But um <laughs> clearly when everybody picks out their favorite, whether it's a Cobra, you know, or a first gen Camaro, or a fifty seven Chevy or whatever it is, you've picked a design. <laughs> You know, and there's a lot yeah. of elements that are in there, um, and that is what
0: you know. Murray is really, really good at. Murray's one of those guys that, you know, when he brings a car or he talks, you know, a, about a car design, a flow, a look, uh, a stance. You know, it, it's always interesting. There's always I love p- people's perspective on what what ticks in their world and what what they really tend to like because everybody's u- unique and different, but everybody's got you know certain you know commonalities that run distinctive to their their styling and then that's what you get with murray he's uh he's telling those guys that you can always expect something cool when it comes from his shop and his styles oh
1: absolutely and, and this guy has pinned so many different designs people come to him from all over the country maybe even all over the world uh he's really well known for his renderings uh and really helping people kind of dial in what they're thinking because, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys that I've got stuff in my head, but you know, I can't clearly get it out all the time and put it in a cohesive manner. And so working with a guy like this uh, can really help let you see it, right? You can describe some of the things that you think you want and you can, you know, draw them out and go, oh, geez, that that didn't look as cool as I thought or different color schemes and
0: stripes and graphics, uh, you name it. Well, I mean, that's the ultimate thing about being a car guy, Bird. Is, is we all do the look back I don't care what, you know, for you, it was the third gen Camaro. For me, um, it was a 71 Dodge Charger, but the first car we got, we slapped some rims on, had a little stance to, and every time we parked it, we looked back three or four or five times before we got in the store or wherever we were going, right? There's. It starts like that, right? It starts with what you do that's so kind of unique and custom to your own ride. How do you make it different? How do you make it stand out? But at the same time, the functionality has got to be there. The styling point has to be there. You got to be on the leading edge, not the following edge, uh, and that's always, you know, uh, an interesting compromise with what you feel is happening in in the automotive world, where it's really going, and sort of that that marriage of the two. And who knows? There's always a, a sort of a surprise out there, and a, and a you know a design or a styling that is is all of a sudden super popular. It wasn't three four years ago at SEMA? Everything we saw had wheel flares buckled on it. Hell, we saw sheet metal screws, HVAC screws. Uh, I saw Phillips <laughs> screwdrivers. Uh, you know, everything had fender flares just tacked to it. It was crazy. It's like SEMA got attacked by Claire's boutique, uh, and she ran like fender flare options. <laughs> it's like, you know, but you, you see some of those those trends that really hit in a flash in the pan, but you know, gone the next day. And then other styles that really stand the test of time and. That marriage and symbiotic relationship and lines to get those to flow on a, on a new design. has got to be pretty cool to be in the, the driver's seat of a lot of these ideas and concepts. Yeah,
1: and today, you know, Murray's going to come in because I missed it again because we had our, our two guys shoot just recently. And it, and it overlapped with Autorama. Oh, my God. Now, Autorama in Detroit is one of the, you know, big and prestigious hot rod shows. Indoor, you know, it's in our Kobo Arena downtown in Detroit. And, uh, you know, it rivals up there with, you know, the Grand National Roaster Show. Uh, and to win the Riddler Award at Autorama, it, it is a big deal. Um, and, and I, God, I just cringe Uh, each and every time I miss it because, you know, it's where you get to see all these designs. Uh, Not just the original from the OE, but clearly everybody's modifying, creating, painting, putting their own, you know, touches on it and personal, you know, flair. And, man, to get so many different approaches and executions in one spot that you can just walk around for hours or even days, honestly. You can walk around for days and just you know eyeball all this different candy uh i want to get some scoop man because i missed it murray's going to give us kind of some of the ins and outs of, of what we missed and what we can expect at some of these shows because a lot of them kind of shut down for you know covid reasons and whatnot and man we're coming on the, the the back end of this thing and for anybody that's missed out for the last year or two uh man there's a lot of good stuff rolling and i'm pretty excited to go uh, attack all of it you
0: know i'm a little bit oh. pent up I mean, you know? it, unfortunately, the costs have, have gone up with everything else in the world. But I think there's a huge wave we're about to ride of enthusiast car people that can't wait to get out, be part of the action, plug themselves in the shows, races, events, the car culture as a whole and as an entirety from a you know a, a macro level. I think this is going to be a great year for cars, and Murray is on the cusp of what's cool and what's not we'll take a break and talk to him coming up next it is the two guys garage podcast y'all he's kevin bird i'm willie b and we're back after the break It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast, he is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B, and we have our boy Murray Path on with us. Murray, thanks for taking the time to do the podcast, my man. All things automotive, your world is spinning like crazy, fresh off the Detroit Autorama. Uh, Dude, that thing has got to be insane for people like you. Do you love going to those events and seeing everybody coming out with these crazy new cars, builds, concepts, and more?
2: Well, dude, it's great to be back. Autorama was like the last event, the last show that I did, what, two years ago before wow. everything started closing down around us. And, and to be the first show that we're back, it was the first show that uh, uh, Cobo Hall, which is now Huntington Place, uh, had in person. So it was like we closed the chapter and we opened up the book and we got a whole new uh, chapter and verse to go by and the people were there. They were excited. We had beautiful weather. Uh, Move-in went uh, flawlessly. You know, usually it's snowing and sleeting, and everything's going against you moving your cars into uh, into uh, Autorama. But this year, the weather was with us. Everything ran smooth, and it was a big, big show.
0: Yeah, man. Had to be huge for you to get out, not only because that scenario, first time in two years, it was the last one that you guys really did, a big event. That a lot of people got to attend on that side. Um, But as far as cars go, and especially this, what I consider this, this brand new wave of just energy and enthusiasm for the automotive world, um, and a lot of new technology, it's crazy what happens inside two years. You look at things that were, you know, were dominant two years ago, and they've, you know, they've either been outdone, outpaced, or, you know, they're, they're following other people. It's, it's crazy how quick technology has changed our game.
2: Well, the cool thing is people have been sharpening their skills you know with all this i don't know the right term is downtime because the hot rod world has been running right along Uh, but everybody's had a little extra time to come up with uh some new techniques uh use some new tools uh get some new technology i mean i'm working with a shop over muskegon and their 3D printing door panels and dashboards. Uh, You know, there's a top uh, shop down in Florida that before your 69 Camaro shows up to have the interior done, they've got everything printed and customized. They got the dash, they got the door panels, uh, they got the kick panels, they've got consoles. I mean, and so it only takes them a couple of weeks to actually put the whole thing together because they've been working on it for months before your car got there. So, um, you know, it's so exciting to see the 3D printing, to see the uh, machining that's going on. Everybody's got a machining center, it seems now. Um, so we are we are going directions that we've never seen before, and it's awesome to see.
1: Well, it's interesting because when you go to a show like this, there's the whole gambit of, uh, you know, very simple modified cars or complete restorations. And then on the other end, right, you've got the great eight, you know, those are the top picks going into the Riddler oh, yeah. Award. And, you know, those great eights, at least most of them, if not all. And, of course, the Riddler are just packed with talent and hours and skill and everything else. Um, And, and it's like you said, Murray. I mean, it, it's the culmination of so many elements to get into that top tier. Um, it's, it's just mind-blowing and impressive. And you can get a lot of folks that go, man, I can't relate. I can't relate to those, you know... High-end cars, they don't drive, they don't go anywhere, they're just trophies, it was,
0: it, you know. It was a 31 Chevy this year, which is insane. It's a 31 Chevy. That's not something like an Excalibur or a Lincoln or something stretched out, modded out. It's a 31 Chevy. It's a sick 31 Chevy, but it's still a 31 Chevy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what's, that's what's so interesting. And and maybe you can, can
1: shed some light on, you know, what are the judges looking for? Because, uh, you know, it might not be the, the sexiest car, you think, or the coolest car, you think, Right there's other elements in there, and and again this is a competition. So if you think about the, you know the Olympics or whatever or anything like that, uh, it is pushing the boundaries and pushing the limits. Even if the the trick they're doing doesn't look really that cool, you know it's really damn hard. And so they're you know competing on some level. So Murray, man, maybe walk us through because uh, you do a lot of design judging for different events, um, you know around the country. So I don't know if you've got any insight on, you know, maybe how Autorama, but clearly you do for design and for, you know, competitions like this. What are they looking for to get into that top tier? Well, I'm
2: going to back up a half step because this year's competition for the Riddler was very interesting and intriguing. I mean, meaning that just like the interesting year that we're coming out of, it was an interesting uh, grade eight. Uh, some of it was because they had cars that were coming for it, that were going to compete for it, and they couldn't get their parts. Mm, they couldn't get their yeah. wheels.
0: That's a big theme. I mean, we've here. been hearing about. I know all about that, bro. Yeah, right.
2: I mean, oh. I, I got a buddy who's trying to buy a camshaft. He can't get the camshaft that he wants. So uh, we weren't, uh, you know, we were part of that whole part shortage uh, with that. So. Uh, there were cars that were in the grade eight that didn't come to be in the grade eight yet. They found themselves in there. I mean, when you see a, a car displayed in a 10 by 20 booth with no mirrors under it, well, you know that boy, are they happy to be there, but they never imagined that. So it was, it was tough from that point of view, but the cars that did <laughs> come to compete, uh, I mean, they were big, they were beautiful. They were bold. Um, and it takes, Uh, As you say, the 31 Chevy, twin turbo. Um, I know Bruce Harvey, who built it, Pro Comp Customs. I've actually done two designs for him. Um, I got one that he's still building right now that's going to be coming out in a couple of years, personal car. But the cool thing about that Chevy that he built was he built it the way he builds a car. I mean, he likes stuff chopped. He likes stuff channeled. His personality was... In that car, it may have, may not have been everybody's cup of tea. You may not have looked at that and say, you know, it reflected past year's Riddler's. Because some of the cars that have won in the past years have been design studies in subtlety. You know, a nip here, a half-inch right, chop right. there. Yeah, you got a Chip uh, food you know,
1: style of Riddler winner, right? It's all right. about subtleties and just beautiful design. And then you have this year's, you know, I'm just looking at pictures uh, and it's loud, you know, it's flashy, you know, it's, it's um, you know, part cartoonish, you know, it's it's over the top. And like I said, it might not be your cup of tea, but, but it won. And here you are explaining maybe why yeah. you think it won, right?
2: Well, it was a car that made no apologies None. for what no, it was, no. right? It said, <laughs> here I am, take it or leave it but I'm going for it. And, and like I say, uh, the builder, Bruce, that's, that's how he did it. And I actually talked to him on the phone today. Um, just catching up on, you know, all of this, like being thrust into this. And, and he's a guy that has done the international show car uh, circuit over the past few years. Uh, he's been judged. He's witnessed what it takes. He took notes on what you have to do to make it happen. and. Just partway into this build, the, the owner of the car um, had always wanted to have a Riddler car since he was 20 years old. I mean, that's that's how far it went back for him as a, as a personal goal. And and I, I rephrase that he wanted a
1: grade eight car
2: because there are there's a difference between building a grade eight car and being oh, yeah. and building a
1: Riddler car. <laughs> so that's that's another. difference. yeah. Car, right? I was gonna say another zero or two. So
2: or another three, four years, right? Another um, comma.
0: <laughs> so early on,
2: you know, they set out to build a grade eight car. And then at one point he says, I want to build a Riddler car. And and that changed things a little bit, but that that was their goal. And uh, so Bruce, knowing the rule book, knowing how things are judged, uh, you know, I was just online looking at some, some uh, notes from the show and people were saying, well, there's certain cars that simply can't win. Well, it's tough to win with a fenderless car, when one of the judging criteria is fenders and you get zero <laughs> points for not having fenders, right? Or or not having hood or hood sides. You know, all that adds up and all that adds up to a winner. So you gotta go into it knowing that you need to start off, you know, set up for success to win. And that's what these guys, they did know that. And, you know, the car has an overall it's a show car. Remember, we're talking about show cars. We're not talking about production cars. We're not talking about what if cars. We're not talking about high end design. We're talking about show cars. So let's look back, you know, to Chuck Miller and some of the crazy stuff he did, the Alexander Brothers. I mean, Barris. Uh, those were show cars okay. and they were wild and they were in your face. And so this one falls right into that tradition of those incredible creations that 30 years from now, we'll sit back and look and say, oh, yeah, that was a wild one. Still like it today. Still have the same opinion. Whatever. But it's a show car through and through.
0: Hey, did you see that 70 Challenger called Kryptonite?
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: And and that other 31 Chevrolet, um, it, uh, Chevy Independence that was all anodized maroon crazy looking car, man. I mean, some of these cars are so insanely, I don't know sure. the coatings, the paintings, the stance, the detail to the work, the chrome, the Studebaker the
2: pickup that had been like widened in racing stripes. And, yeah. And, and it wasn't quite flared, but it was flared in, in you know, the idea of what it was.
1: Yeah, that, that Studebaker, you know, and again, you're only looking at pictures online or Facebook or whatever. Uh, so you're only getting that perspective. So you can't really walk around and get the whole thing. But that Studebaker look, Pretty cool in the pictures that I've seen. Did you, what was your take on that one?
2: It was a cool truck. I, I mean, I, I dug it for what it was. And I got to point out, I could never be an ISCA judge because people will walk up to a car. I've been standing next to, you know, pros and builders and they'll say, look at the ripple in the door there look at look at the look at this body line that doesn't line up perfectly and and me being a creative guy i like cars for what they are i don't look at them for what they aren't because you can do that all day long and you'll never see a car that you'll like if you're doing that and i'd rather look at cars that i like rather than cars that i don't like so it's a it's a mm-hmm. tough yeah. job they have
1: well th- yeah that's the beauty of just attending right you can just walk up and have any attitude you want, like what you like, don't like what you don't like, spend as much time, you know, drooling over certain ones and just blow right by the other ones. You know,
0: (laughs) just walk by like, who stole your sunshine, Thunder Cloud? But before before you go and
2: mouth off to the owner, though, or somebody about how much you don't like something, I, I caution people, just think about, you know, what you brought. Or what you're going home to the garage? in. I mean, uh, you, you got to be careful about throwing too many barbs because someday you're going to have to back it up, or you should. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Armchair quarterbacking and... is uh, is is a tough deal.
1: Well, it's a good point because um, right, clearly there's things that you know are in your wheelhouse, the things you like and don't like. But uh, we all know the amount of work it takes to do just about anything on a car. And you got to look at some of these and think about the hours and hours and just appreciate somebody's time and effort and cost and attempt, right? And they're there to essentially entertain you. Now, clearly they're, you know, building a cool car for themselves, but they are showing it to you. So yeah, absolutely. I I have respect for everybody that shows up at these events, uh, whether it's my personal style or not. And usually depending on, on the vehicle, there's always something on it that I have a good takeaway, you know? Whether it's just the color they chose, the color combinations they chose, whether it's some tiny little detailed feature somewhere, you know, how they flushed out a a light or they, you name it, right? There's always something. Or, Kevin,
0: you could also learn by what not
1: to do. (laughs) Oh, yes. You know,
0: uh, that's always a good lesson (laughs) as well. Okay, I see what they did here, and that's probably not what I should do on my car. See, it's it's a learning curve. It's all how you look at it. Oh, it's it's <laughs> nice when
2: somebody else can make that mistake for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So just exactly. take notes and don't repeat it. And and maybe in their eyes it wasn't a mistake, but there again these become personal statements. So to me, it eh, may not be something I do, but to them it's something that they love.
0: So I I, I realize that there's a this is a, a family podcast, but there is a certain there's a certain line that sometimes gets crossed there's this there's fine line of getting a a wild looking and kind of radical styling or tweak on on the original presentation right and then there's that that point where you go just a little bit too far and it's gone to the cheap side or you know uh, I said it's a family show but you know uh, a little, a little cheaper, a little more uh so to speak. Where you're like, oh, it's, it's gone too far. It's just gone too far, <laughs> I, you know. And, and you got to bring it I, back. I think
2: that's where experience comes into play because, I mean, <laughs> one of my first cars. You're talking about, you know what you fell in love with early on and how you tweak the stance you know I put air shocks on one of my first cars and I would pump that thing so full of air, you know the back end set up, but I wanted to show everybody I had done a modification and it rode like pure hell, right but but it was my idea of like I'm gonna show off what I've done, which hindsight's 2020 of course and, and hopefully we learn as we go. so I look back upon that and know that's not what to do. but I did it
1: yeah 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 we've all got Uh, we've (laughs) all got a few of those that we kind (laughs) of we got skeletons in our closets yeah sometimes it hits you like just as you're falling asleep no god i can't believe i did that you know all right Right. well (laughs) we got to take a quick break uh when we come back on the other side Mary, here's your challenge man uh put on your design hat and and maybe kind of pop off a couple ones that you really thought were great from a design you know your perspective and also we really want to dive into all the other things besides just the you know top cars at an event like this right at cobo we have the downstairs and we'll talk about that and all the different little you know areas memorabilia and whatnot the fun things for you and your family so all right let's take a break throw us out willie and we'll come back and hit up murray for some more goodies
0: all right man here's kevin bird i'm willie b it is the two guys garage podcast and we're back after the break It is the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have Murray Path on with us, and it's funny we're talking styling. Where's the, you know, where the trend is going? Where, what are we gonna see next? What's gonna be a cool marriage of, you know, the technology that's out there, and you know, the, some of these old school lines? What are the cars we're not thinking about that may make a big splash? And a lot of times, you know, we're just laughing about, you know, mistakes we made early on. Um, I never forget, I talked my stepbrother into putting reflectors on his traction bars. And, uh, <laughs> and man, he thought that was the c- most coolest, like, styling thing ever. Uh, and as he drove off and I'm driving behind him, I'm like, that is the most hideous thing I've ever seen in my life. But for a moment, he thought he was styling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, man. All right, Murray. So
1: speaking of – well, let's maybe both into this thing. man. Did you see anything without, you know – knocking on anybody and kicking them in the dirt you know but uh anything that you just thought generically was kind of awful and then what did you think was really great
2: well (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, I like to look at cars for what they are. Um, and, and I'm not going to kick anybody down in the dirt. But there were, and and these are all personal expressions. So I'll at the end of the day, I'll always commend somebody for putting it out there and putting their hard work into it because uh, that's that's deserved to be recognized. But there were some standouts in ways that uh, you might not expect, especially in the grade eight. There was a, a car that they called the Devlin, yeah, and it was a, um, like an American sports car. It was done to a new style. Uh it had kind of a speedster feel to it. And it was just stunning. It was all one off body panels. It made it into the grade eight. Uh and it was spectacular. It was really
1: cool. I tried to look that one up but I couldn't find anything. I mean for anybody on you know listening, you know, think of a BMW Z eight, you know, or something along those lines, right? Just from it's general stance and size. Um, but, you know, it, it obviously it's its own entity. But, it, you know, BMW Z8, um, and know it's a one-off, right? Apparently I, I couldn't find anything yeah, on it.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, the Riddler, uh, nothing says what it can or can't be. I mean, they've had Mercedes-Benz have taken the Riddler. Uh, they like to point out that a dragster was the first winner of the Riddler Award.
1: Well, I remember um, a few years ago we had the Ferrambo.
2: I was just gonna say, yeah, I love that car. A Rambler. Uh-huh. It was a
1: Rambler with a Ferrari, you know, rear engine, mid-engine kind of setup on it. It was Yeah.
0: You know? In a Rambler? A Stunning. Rambler. Yeah, that's your oh somebody lost a bet. Somebody <laughs> lost a bet. And, and you know,
2: I like looking back on history and mixing up, you know, the kind of the concept world. Um, Kenyon is a gentleman I know right here in the area. He he builds concept cars, his company does. Uh, for the OEMs, and he took a 1959 Pontiac and made an El Camino, and it was done brilliantly. It took three different cars to make this, but it was just done as if Pontiac made an El Camino in '59. And and you, most people walk by and said, "Oh, nice restoration," but you're like, "It's a head scratcher. That never existed before." Wow. Uh, so that was spectacular. Um, and then another one, there was a uh, a diamond tee. Uh, I, I can't remember if it was 30s or 40s, but it was just the cab. And they narrowed it and shrunk it down, um, made hood sides, it was fenderless, made hood sides for it, put a tractor grill on it with a cyclops light in the middle made their own hand formed bedsides in the back these guys are out of north carolina it was kind of a a minty green and it was just spectacular it looked like a 1930s little pickup truck but no it started life as a diamond t semi um so
1: it was cool i i love the imagination because you know i have ideas right and i've I've gotten to, you know, execute a few of them over the years. And man, you know, you think you got something going on and you kind of go over to these events and you just see the explosion of what's coming out of other people's brains. And it's it's mind blowing. It's pretty cool. It's exciting. Yeah. And, and then, of course,
2: the, the cherry on this whole thing, the hero how merc was there. I mean, that was the custom that put customs on the map that everybody emulated. After that, uh, you know, um, our friends at, at Galpin bought that in the auction this spring, and it was on display. They brought it to Detroit, $2 million car now, uh, but it set the bar. It set the standards. Sam and George Barris built it uh, back in 54 when the car was just a relatively new but used car. And uh, the way it was done with the Buick trim and the, the grill bar and the chop, it, it it's the grandfather of them all. And it was right there at the Detroit Autorama. So cool to see it. So,
0: hey, Hey Murray, what, what do you think? You know, you, you look at some of these trends and what was popular, what was the big splash, a lot of these older retro type cars that people may have forgot about, not the super popular, you know, 32 forge or this, that, or the other, but some, some of the older style cars are, are kind of leading this charge in innovation and creativity and, and styling and designs. What do you see as hot right now for, you know, car eras?
2: That's a loaded question there, Willie B. <laughs> you expect me to come up with the answer right off the, uh, the cuff. Um, you know, popular, I think, is in people's minds. And I think popularity goes back to something that pulls on our heartstrings. You know, where were you in high school? what year was it, what era. And that's always going to be popular. And that's the cool thing about this hobby. It keeps moving forward. I mean, we're seeing Toyotas, uh, we're seeing Subarus out there. Um, we're seeing well. We're seeing obviously square bodies. They're all over the place, uh-huh. um, but that's what everybody could get their hands on and could afford. And they're seeing a renaissance, you know. Obviously, Broncos. We kind of we're kind of riding the down curve, I think, of the power wagon thing. Um, but uh, you just got to look back. Well, now we're looking back thirty years or so. Before long, you know, a tourist show is going to get somebody excited. What? Right? What? They're right. What? But um, it's, it's just, you know, where were you when you were 15 and you looked at the cool kid driving down the street? What was he driving? That's what's always going to be popular and, and hot. I mean, we had a yeah. couple of Honda yeah. Mini Trails at the show. And they stopped people in their tracks. Oh, I learned to ride a motorcycle on that. Or my best friend had one. And, and heck, they're going for $5,000 now. Unreal.
1: Mm, that's that's crazy, crazy, man. Well, speaking of the mini bikes, you know, if we kind of diverge for a minute, we talk about you know some of the other really cool things to experience when you're at one of these big shows. One of them, yours, for instance, uh, the D lot. So there's a lot of social things that go on uh, besides just the cars, right? Uh, you can get together with your buddies and you can check out all sorts of things. D lot is a must stop. Uh, so Mary, tell us a little bit about your corral and what goes on in there.
2: Yeah, I. I take up 7,000 square feet of Detroit Autorama. It's the largest footprint of, of any one entity there. And I'm kind of proud of that because it's a annual showcase of cars that I've designed, built by my customers and clients brought in from across the country. This year we had nine vehicles on display, everything from a 32 Ford Roadster to a 2007 Dodge Magnum converted into a sedan delivery to a 2020 Silverado luxury pre-runner that I designed all the carbon Kevlar flares, the hood, the bumpers on the thing. Um, We had a trio of 69 Camaros, including Tom Bailey's, uh, you know, drag week champion car.
0: Oh
2: yeah, the car We did a a whole new wrap and livery and design on that, and that was a big attention getter. So yeah, I've got the D lot, the D as in Detroit, and it's a three-ring circus. So it's a, a portfolio and showcase. Um, it is also a uh, epicenter for people to come and hang out and relax. And a lot of uh, the show, you know, celebrities or
1: influencers. Sorry, we couldn't make it this time. You know, we tried. <sighs>
2: Your absence was notable. But yeah, I I mean, you mean you got that.
1: usually like a lounge, people can come hang out, like yeah. it's a chill area. You'll see all we kinds of coat, famous people. We got a
2: coat rack. How popular a coat rack can be, you'd never believe it. But anywho, um, and then the centerpiece of this whole thing is a charity fundraiser for Make a Wish of Michigan, um, where we give away over $40,000 in Gearhead prizes. It's all in an online auction. Uh, And that just went so incredibly this year. We did a lot of great things for Make-A-Wish. We gave away, you know, like I say, big screen TVs. We gave away uh, wiring harnesses, steering columns, sets of tires, off-road lighting, um, audio components, big screen, I said big, electric bicycle. I mean, it was just very, very cool. And I love it when we can, you know, play around in this very expensive hobby, but take a moment to give back to, uh, I reach out to all my manufacturer friends and say, hey, can you, can you throw us a differential? Can you give us a supercharger? Um, and we do all that, all the money goes 100% to uh, Make-A-Wish. And we do a lot of great things with that. So that's that's the coolest element of it, it really, really pulls on your heartstrings. Um, and then at the same time, you know, people we had in the D lot having their car there, being at Autorama for a few of these owners, it was it was a bucket list item. And for uh, I'll mention Ryan with Za Auto and that that Magnum that's a blown, it's got a candy paint job on it. Well, on Friday of Autorama, they have all the high school kids come in, and they uh, tour around and just less than 10 years ago, he was one of those high school kids touring around looking at all these cars. Mm. And this year. He was showing a car that took first place. That was in the front row of Autorama, and his shop teacher was there to see it.
1: I mean Nice. That's the next so generation, awesome. man. That's what that's what we're all hoping for, is you know, kids and next kids and all and all that. Just kind of keep keep this whole thing living and alive. Now, speaking of kids, um, you know, D lot is a must go to. It, it's always fun. Like I said, the people there are fantastic. Uh, but if you kind of you know want to think about all the other things that are going on. Uh, stuff for kids, they've got, um, you know, all the memorabilia, they can pick out shirts, they can do, sometimes they can do like pinstriping and and uh, all kinds of stuff like that. And then usually there's, at least in the past, there's been custom bicycles. Did they have that this mm-hmm. year?
2: Yeah, oh, they had all of that. They had the Toyo-rama. Uh, you know, my five-year-old son came down and we went to the model car contest. We looked at all those and then showed him what a model car was. Uh, said, you might be a little young for this right now, but a uh, couple of years, he's like, Dad, can we build a model car? And I was like, oh, yeah, of course we can. But we went over to the uh, Toyorama, and we asked them there, you know, do you have a uh, snap-together kit? And we picked up a snap-together kit. So uh, we're we're ingraining that next generation. I don't think he'll have a problem uh, picking it up on the car bug. Nice.
0: Hey, my, my boy's one and a half, and he's destroyed every single <laughs> – one of my thirty or forty die cast metal dodge chargers. Uh, just trash them all. Does he put uh, does
2: he put them in the vice and play car crusher?
0: Man, he he doesn't need a vice. He's hard <laughs> enough on him where he could blow the ball joints and suspension and control arms off the car. Wheels go flying through the living room, uh, and he's just over there yelling, "Car hitting it against his head!" <laughs> he may have the bug. I'm just saying, <laughs> he's got um, something, Willie. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> uh, well, Mary, man, how, how do people find you socially and get more plugged into what you're doing? All these cool events, and you know what's next for you and the gang?
2: Yeah. Well, you can find me at Path Designs. That's P F A F F Designs on Instagram and on Facebook. And uh, our next event, we got the St. Ignace Car Show Weekend happening. That's uh, right across the Mackinac Bridge at the very tippy top of uh, Michigan here. It's a beautiful weekend. Last weekend of June, we give away $5,000 in the PATH Designs St. Ignace Cup presented by our friends at AMSOIL. And I gotta thank AMSOIL for helping us out with the D-Lot along with a long list of uh, other great sponsors. But, uh, yeah, June 24th to 6th, St. Ignace, Michigan.
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to go to that one, man. I'm excited.
2: I'm looking forward to having you up there. And uh, then we got the Syracuse Nationals, third weekend of July. uh, Woodward Dream Cruise. Um, Oh, Hot Rod Power Tour, Pilot Transport. That'll be uh, beginning of uh, June. So, um, yeah, the events are coming. I'm looking forward to them. I'm looking forward to the warm weather and getting out and driving.
0: Amen to that. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to join us on the podcast, man. It's always a pleasure. Where do people see you socially and can I get plugged in?
2: Uh, Path Designs on Instagram. Also Facebook. P-F-A-F-F? P-F-A-F-F Designs.
0: That's where you can find I mean. me. All right, man. Always a pleasure. And don't forget about our show airing weekends on motor trend. It's also available on uh, streaming, which is now motor trend. Plus a great resource to find us. Thanks to our guest Murray path. Make sure you check out his site and all the cool things he's plugged into as well. My man, Kevin bird. I am Willie B producer, scuba exec producer, Bob Becker. Yeah, and don't
1: forget to check out our website, two guys, Share your thoughts with us on social. We're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Two Guys Garage, now the Two Guys Garage podcast, it's a copyright, 2022, Britain Productions Incorporated, all
0: rights reserved. Hey, Mary, always a pleasure, my man. I hope you're doing well, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to getting up there to Autorama one day as, as well, man. That's a, that's a dream for me. All right, we look forward to it as well, Willie. Maybe one day Bird will take me. Amen, <laughs> man, come on
1: in. We got you, brother. We got you.
0: <laughs> we'll stop by the D-Lot for sure. Uh, amen, man. I was like, all right, the D-Lot, that sounds like a group of guys I could hang with. <laughs> um, not the A-game, the B-game, the C-Squad. We're in the D-Lot. Right. I'll catch you there. <laughs> uh, and we'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. See you guys. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.